everyone, and welcome to This Mom Loves. I'm Kate Wynn. I'm a mom. I'm currently a kindergarten teacher, a freelance writer. I blog at thismomloves.ca. I talk about education on TV, and of course, I am a podcaster, and you are listening to episode 22 of the show. Today on This Mom Loves and My Favorite Things, I'm going to be sharing some messages from listeners. In the lifestyle segment, I'll be talking about how to up your smartphone photography game. And my very special guest today is lifestyle social media maven Jillian Harris. And I know you're going to want to uh, to stick around for that conversation. To start things off with favorite things, I love when I hear from listeners. And so I want to just take a moment to share some messages that I've received because they've uh, they've really meant a lot to me. So I received one message and I'm not going to give anybody's names because I didn't get permission for that, but I am loving, loving, loving the podcast. I want to go through each episode and comment, so I need time. In general, I think you have a softness about your demeanor that is appealing to listen to, and I'm pretty impressed at your guests. Wow. So that was very nice, and I'm sure this listener will be very impressed to hear Jillian Harris on the show today, and that's a very nice compliment about a softness to my demeanor. So I appreciate that from from that listener. Another one says, I've been meaning to write you for a while to tell you how much I enjoy your podcasts. I think you are absolutely hilarious, and I don't even think you mean to be. I can't tell you how many times I've laughed to myself about your lice story. And in episode 13, I shared from from experience as a teacher, but also personal experience um, about the best ways to handle head lice. And I'm not sure whether the story that she laughed at is just the fact that my daughters and I all had lice found on our heads the week before Christmas one year when when they were little and there was a check done at school. So whether that's just funny enough to laugh at, which I, I do laugh at now, but I can't remember if I actually shared a specific story about Eva, because at first, you know, you you kind of feel mortified and embarrassed and you think, oh, how can I keep people from finding out? And then I had my sweet little four-year-old sitting at the office telling anybody who would listen, I'm here because I have lice. Hey, hey, Miss Sims, I'm going home. I've got head lice. Maddie, did you know I've got lice? I'm in here because of lice. So it didn't take too long for word to travel around the school. Why Mrs. Wynn and her two daughters were leaving that day? So, but I think it was a good lesson to be uh, to be open and honest about these things. And I know lice isn't that big a deal, but hopefully that little story was a help to somebody. There's also a message that I received saying, I can't tell you how much the episode with Meredith Kirk hit me. I was getting hardwood and trying to decide if I should go for gray or stick with continuity in my house, LOL. I felt like you guys were reading my mind. So Meredith Kirk in episode 14 was my guest and she was the uh, the brains behind the design of our, uh, our big main floor renovation that we did last year. And so she was uh, sharing all sorts of tips and in case you're interested, she did share that you should aim for continuity and keep one flooring as much as possible. Meredith is also, she doesn't mind me sharing, the sister of NHL retired player Mike Fisher and of course sister-in-law of Carrie Underwood. So something else we talked about in episode 14 was celebrity gossip culture and what it's like when your family members are the ones on the cover of those tabloids or at those links that you know you're being baited to click on on the internet. So we had a good chat about that as well. So I'm glad that listener appreciated uh, Meredith's advice. And I really appreciated this comment. I love the structure of the podcast and how the listeners can feel the effort and care you put into each episode. It gives me the same feeling as when I get a gift that someone has put a lot of thought into. Listeners can really tell you care. So that 
that comment really yeah brought tears to my eyes and uh, I do I do put a lot of work and effort into the podcast and I hope that it makes them uh, worthwhile for the listeners and I appreciate each and every one of you so if you have feedback and you know what I don't like nastiness but if there's you know constructive feedback anything that you'd like to see improved or just maybe a guest you'd like to see on the show or something you'd like to see me talk about that's always welcome too I'm not just uh, fishing for compliments all the time anything else that you'd like to share would be fantastic you can find me on social media on Twitter and Facebook at This Mom Loves. I'm on Instagram at Kate This Mom Loves. And of course, my website is thismomloves.ca. There's a contact page there too if you want to get a hold of me and send me an email. Next up in the lifestyle segment, let's talk a little bit about improving our smartphone photography game. So of course, it's lovely to want to improve our photography for our own personal use. I mean, for the pictures that we have to cherish and to keep forever and pass along to our family. But to be perfectly honest, of course, a lot of us are sharing photos on social media platforms now too. Maybe some of you are bloggers as well. And you really do, especially if it's something that you're doing as a business. I mean, if you're just sharing with your friends on Facebook, that's one thing. But if you're trying to do it as a business, it kind of is an expectation now to have fairly good photography. And I'll admit that was definitely a weakness of mine. There were a lot of things I didn't know. I didn't really want to invest in all sorts of fancy equipment. And then I decided, you know what, let's try to figure out some ways to get better photos just from my phone. So I actually ended up getting a couple of eBooks on the iPad and, and looking up some tips. The first one that really helped me was to use the AFAE lock on your phone. So when you go to take a photograph, and you see it on your screen, you can hold down with your finger the part that you want to focus on. So the AF and AE stands for autofocus and auto exposure. So basically you're wanting the exposure to be right for the part that you're touching. So for example, I remember I was trying to take a picture of a bulletin board of student work. And just another random note, if you're a teacher, you probably have heard of Seesaw, but if not, it's a fantastic app for sharing pictures and information with the parents in your class. So I wanted to post a picture of this bulletin board on Seesaw so the parents could see what the kids had done. But there were windows on either side of the bulletin board. So when I went to take the picture, all that light coming in just made the bulletin board so dark that the shot was really not even worth it. But then I learned about this AFAE, and so what I did was I just looked at you know, looked at what I wanted to take a picture of, held my thumb or finger down on the bulletin board in the photo. And then all of a sudden the light just came up in the photo and it made the lighting, the exposure look the way I wanted it to and then click. So that was basically it. And it improved that lighting so much. I know also when I try to get some pictures at home, we have so much natural light coming in and we have our beautiful refinished buffet and hutch is also between two windows. So we're always told to take photos in natural light, which is something I'll get to later too. So when there's natural light, coming in and I try to take a picture maybe I want to show you know how my buffet and hedge is decorated for the holidays or whatever the window light makes the the buffet and hedge look so dark but again I can use that touch on my screen with the AFAE lock and it does help to uh, to add some exposure there which is good I think it's very appropriate to be talking about improving smartphone photography games on the same episode as my interview with Jillian Harris because she is amazing for that. And of course, yes, she has a team working with her, but the photography um, on her website and her social media accounts is just phenomenal. And she has shared tips before too. So she did even a, a YouTube tutorial on some of her photo tips, which I started using. So one example was using the app Facetune. 
And I did end up paying a couple of bucks for the paid version because I found every time I'd go to make one change to a photo, a little ad would pop up and then I'd go to, you know, adjust the exposure and then another ad would pop up, add a frame, another ad would pop up. So it was just getting a little bit too ridiculous. So I paid the couple of bucks to uh, to have the paid version. It really wasn't a lot. So it's Facetune. And I know a lot of people use it actually for selfies or, you know, like photos of faces. Facetune, there you go. Uh, but actually, I, I don't think I've ever really used it for that. I use it a lot for photos in the home because my favorite feature is to go to filters and then lighting. And then you can choose lighter or expose or however much um, you want to brighten up that picture. So again, a lot of the things I wanted to show, especially when I was doing my renovation, I'd want to show things in my home and with the lighting in the house, it just, the pictures didn't look good. So that was a really, a really helpful one that I use a lot still. And also in Facetune, you can add frames. So I go into frames and the one I use for Instagram is plain white, just to add a little bit of an extra frame to the pictures. And here I am waving my arms around, making the shape of a frame with my fingers and none of you can see me. But yeah, you can put a frame on your, your photos as well using Facetune. So I do that. A few more tips for smartphone photography that I try to keep in mind. Take lots of pictures. And this one's kind of hard for me because it goes back to the days of, I used to take a lot of pictures back in, in high school and we wouldn't even know what we were getting, right? You just put your roll of film in and, and take your pictures and you don't know until you get the pictures back from the Photoshop. So you kind of don't want to waste your pictures. And even on my phone, I hate when I have like a hundred of the same shot and then you have to go through and pick the best one and then delete all the rest off the camera. So I'm kind of averse to that sometimes, but really when you take a lot, you've got a better chance of, of getting the one that you need. So it seems like, like an obvious tip, but it's something I do have to force myself to remember. And then of course, as I mentioned with natural lighting, that's always best instead of having lights on. A lot of times if I'm at school during the day and then I want to get a picture of something at night, I don't have that natural lighting, but I've kind of made myself wait then. Like I'm going to have to wait for morning or wait for weekend to get that good picture of the new decor item because the lighting's just not going to be good. And when you do have light, especially when you're doing something outside, I think most people know you want the light to be behind you as the photographer, kind of shining on your subject as opposed to shining towards you. That That's what makes the exposure kind of tricky when you do that. Make sure your lens is clean. Something that's kind of cool about my phone, I've got the Samsung Galaxy S9 and it will say to me, clean your lens. Basically, if, if I need to do that before I take a picture, my phone also tells me um, that last shot might be blurry, which is helpful because then I can go back and take another shot if that's the case. So that's good. Um, trying not to use flash again is another lighting, lighting comment, um, which is helpful to know. And... Something else that I use, another little secret of mine, is an app called UCAM Makeup. And I'm going to be really honest with you. Sometimes when you see a selfie or a picture of me, not always, not every single picture, I have used that app to put some makeup on myself. So again, I have no desire to smooth out every single fine line I have or to totally fake something that's not there. But if I didn't put on lipstick for the picture, and I can add it with you can makeup, then why not, right? I feel like that's that's fair game if I'm just too lazy or didn't get a chance to put on the makeup and I want to add it on after. Maybe I want to fill in my brows a little bit or uh, or something like that. If I didn't wear eyeliner, I'm definitely putting eyeliner on with you can makeup app before I show a picture publicly because eyeliner is my thing. I had to deal with pink eye for a couple of weeks recently and didn't wear a stitch of makeup at all. And it was unbelievable how weird it felt to look in the mirror and see absolutely nothing on my eyes. So I'm definitely an eyeliner girl. So if I don't have it on, I will add it using that app, which is helpful too. 
Something else that I was introduced to through Jillian as well is the idea of presets. So really generally speaking, presets are filters for your pictures, but they already have been adjusted like different, you know, I don't even know the photography terms, but different things have been adjusted so that it's kind of one click to add all of those adjustments to your picture in one preset. So first Jillian was actually recommending presets from Monica Hibbs, who's another blogger. And I bought her presets and started using them. And then actually Jillian just a few weeks ago came out with her own set of presets. And I bought those too, because the whole photography thing is really uh, something I'm trying to do. And I mean, compared to investing in a great big fancy camera and fancy software and all of that stuff. For the presets, you only need to use um, the the app called Lightroom, and it is free. I haven't had to pay anything for that one. You can use it on your um, desktop as well. I've only got mobile. I've only got the uh, the app on mobile, mobile and um, the presets for both Monica Hibbs and Jillian Harris. I've got them on my mobile device as well. A lot of the filters are great, again, for interior shots, like if you're taking pictures of furniture, decorating, different things like that. I also find some of them make photos of people a lot more flattering, just the way that it changes the lighting and things like that. I took one of Olivia um, at her 13th birthday at my mom and dad's, and just the way the lighting was and the candles on the cake and everything, there was a bit of a yellowy glow, but then I used Jillian's Cozy Love, I think it was preset, and it just kind of toned all that down. And so there's different filters for different things. She's got all the instructions for that as well, and we will talk about them a little bit later in her interview, but I thought uh, I thought they were very helpful in terms of of editing pictures too. And you'll find as well, when I talked to Jillian, just before we get into that interview, I found it fascinating just to hear her talk about, because I did do the interview before, and then we'll, we'll slide it into this, um, this audio file, but to hear her talk about the business behind all of the work that she does with her website, even with her Instagram. So listen for that. It's incredible. I know a lot of people kind of wonder about influencers and what they do and, you know, what kind of job is it really? But when I hear how far ahead she plans Instagram posts and her collaborations and all of those things, you see it really, uh, it really is a job and it might not be for everybody. But again, I found it really, really interesting to learn how that whole process works. So that is coming up next. I am thrilled to welcome my guest this week, Jillian Harris. Jillian is a fiance and a mom of two. She has an extremely successful online presence with her lifestyle content at JillianHarris.com as well as on social media. And she is the resident interior designer on Love It or List It Vancouver. Welcome, Jillian. Thank you so much for having me. So the new season of Love It or List It Vancouver starts April 1st on HGTV Canada. What can we expect this season? Well, you know, this is our fifth season, and uh, it uh, starts, starts to feel like just like a big part of your life. Oh, Todd just walked into the trailer right now and did a little jig. <laughs> um, you know, I, I feel like every season I'm more and more proud of our spaces and our reveals. Um, it's obviously no secret that I don't do all of the design on my own. We have a, a big and powerful design team um, behind the scenes that are constantly learning from me and our homeowners and uh, trends and what's new and what's uh, wonderful. And so every year I'm, I'm more and more proud. I think our spaces um, look even more timeless, uh, more classy, um, you know, a nice mix of traditional and modern. But, you know, when working with Todd as well, um, we've been working together for six years now and uh, you become like family. And so when, when you get seven years, Todd said seven years. Oh, wow. So, you know, I have never been with, uh, it's, Todd and Justin are the only men yeah, that I've been with for more than, <laughs> more than a couple of years. So it's wonderful because you become 
uh, a little more comfortable around each other. You have a little bit more fun. You get a little bit more goofy, and it's just that on that uh, on screen presence, that on screen personality and relationship is uh, so much more fun. And I'm just thinking, season season five, we are filming half of it or more than half of it in Kelowna, British Columbia, which um, is really cool because that's my hometown. Right. And uh, it's fun to be able to be showcasing a different part of BC. And um, also even more exciting is the uh, contractor on the show, uh, the project manager, is Justin, my fiancé. That is very exciting. We're Todd and Justin and work from home, and it's just so awesome. Perfect. So Christina on Facebook wants to know, what do you think are the biggest mistakes people make when it comes to design or decorating? I think people just lose it. Um, I did that even with my own house, um, especially if, I mean, it depends on why. You have to ask yourself why you're renovating. And if you're renovating because you want to flip your house, then I would suggest making everything beige, neutral, and gray and just get it done and then flip it. But if you're actually renovating your home because you want to love it, you want to stay, then take your time. Like, get as many quotes as you can, get as many ideas as you can. Um, really take your time measuring and remeasuring and comparing different materials because when you rush it, I know you just want to get everything done, but ultimately you're going to end up having regrets and going, like, I wish I just would have taken my time. Okay. You are quite a businesswoman, and I know you've worked very hard to develop your brand. What do you think is your secret in terms of creating your online success, and what advice would you give others wanting to try to follow your footsteps? I think I've always, you know, it's funny because I have people say to me all the time, especially when there's negative feedback, and negative feedback is different than bullying. So when there's somebody that's literally bullying, people say, well, don't worry what, what anybody else thinks. Like, just ignore them. But that's not why I have an online presence. I have an online presence because I love that community and I love to communicate. And for, for better or for worse, I do care what people think. And I think that's an important I think that's an important perspective to have if you're planning on having an online presence. You have to care what people think and not just the positive. You you have to have a heart. You have to get a little bit heartbroken if somebody says mean. You have to think about, okay, that's an interesting perspective. Like, I don't really like that that person just said that, but you know what? Maybe they're right. Maybe, okay, let me just think about this. If I get a few more comments like this, then maybe somebody's onto something. And I've been very honest and transparent in, in telling my viewers and my and my fans and my readers that I don't know everything. I'm not a know-it-all. I'm not perfect. So I think that that has been um, something that has allowed me to literally build virtual friendships with all of my readers and followers. I don't think they see me as being some like untouchable unicorn that they can't relate to. I hope that they feel like I am their friend. I am their friend that's not perfect, that screws up, that that yes, there may be some parts of my life that are inspiring and that they want to learn from, but in the same breath, they know that I get a booger in my nose and I fart like the rest <laughs> of them and I make mistakes and I say things sometimes I shouldn't say. And I think that kind of transparency has been difficult um, because, I'll go into the front seat for a second, because um, it's put me um, in a position where people can judge me a little bit more, um, where I don't put up that wall of um, protecting myself at all. I just let it all down and that makes it easier for people to, to come at me and to judge me. But at the same sense, I feel like it's for the most part for other people, allowed a lot of other people to just trust me and feel like they can come to me and watch me then watch me cry, watch me 
tell them all of my secrets and soft stories. And I think that's part of the reason, I hope. And let's talk about your beautiful Instagram account. So you're known for your Instagram stories being really unfiltered and real, and your followers love that honesty and rawness. But then your Instagram feed itself, it's beautiful, and it's more deliberate, I would say. So I'm just wondering if you can talk about about how you curate that in terms of the photography and what you choose to put on there, that sort of thing. I got asked the exact same question this last weekend in Edmonton at the Woman Wells show. Mm. It was a little bit, the way she put it was that yours is so uh, nicely put, but she was basically just like, I don't understand how you see the two um, uh, working together so seamlessly. Like you have this Instagram story where exactly it's unpolished and you talk about how bad your breath is and how the dog just pooped everywhere and yada, yada, yada. Why is it that your Instagram feed is so polished and how do you see those working together? And so the thing about what I do is, and like anybody who has a craft, whether it be a radio host, a baker, um, uh, somebody who builds cars, they are real people and they live real life, but they have a craft and they have an art which in which they love. A painter isn't like Monet isn't going to go and just take their paint and just throw them on the canvas and be like, well, whatever, my life is real, so I can just throw this. Like, people, to me, my Instagram account, what I love is I love making things look beautiful. I like making products look beautiful. I like making my home look beautiful. I like making life look beautiful, just like anybody who creates a beautiful car, a beautiful painting, a beautiful... Cake. So for me, I'm really so proud to be able to look at my Instagram feed. It's almost like a magazine for me. I love to curate it. I love it to be in season. I love the colors to complement each other. I want it to inspire people to live a little bit beautifully, to clean. Like, you know, like I am real, and I think all women should be real and take pressure off themselves. But at the same time, let's be honest. When you have a clean house or when your life is a little bit more organized or when you get dressed up and you do your hair, you feel a little bit better about yourself. So on one hand, yes, you can be real and you can have messy hair and you can have fuzzy sweater teeth and your house can be a mess. But ultimately, I don't think that's a healthy way to live 100% of the time. So, you know, I think people are can be okay with forgiving themselves when uh, life goes off kilter and that's great and fine and dandy but ultimately i think we feel we have more energy and we feel better about ourselves when we eat better and we um, are nice to people and when we're nice to ourselves and when we treat our home great so i i want to remind people that like this, this is my life and it's sometimes a disaster and i'm kind of spiraling out of control but i do know how to clean my house and look pretty and take a pretty picture and inspire others and so um it is a nice i think a nice uh, relationship to be able to show the professional side of me and also the personal side of me and the organized side of me and the disorganized side of me and in terms of creating that feed it's I think incredibly difficult I'm constantly looking at my um, uh, photography plan and our content creation plan and thinking like okay so this week we're like literally it's coming into spring our colors this spring are going to be like pink and lavender and lilac and a little touch of green and let's take a look at my wardrobe and the kids wardrobe and the house and the florals that we're going to be ordering and let's look at our feed and how are we going to inspire people and what kind of DIY projects and food and how are they going to all work together like it is really I feel like uh, a, a well thought out science 
that we think about literally months ahead of time, just like a magazine editor will sit down with all of their contributors and all of their writers and all their content creators and talk about what that palette looks like for spring. What are they going to speak about? How is it going to be on brand? How is it going to be in season? How is it going to inspire people? And how is everything going to live together in that magazine beautifully and cohesively so you can go from front to back and feel like you have just lived this beautiful spring experience? The exact same thing happens with our Instagram and our website and all of that for content creating. So it is a lot of fun, but just like a, just like a magazine or a book or even a radio station who puts together their um, production plan or even a TV show when they have to actually produce the content and put it together and edit it. It's the exact same thing. You're basically creating content for people to um, have an experience. It's fantastic to hear about that process. It's so interesting. And your photo presets definitely help to uh, to make Instagram look good, too. I have them. I recommend them. So there's a little plug. Oh, thank you so much. They were so much fun to create. And I have to say for anybody listening who has purchased them, it was we were almost going to almost crying because we really we really worked hard to, to create them and make sure they worked for everybody and it took many many months of tweaking and trying other people's photos and and going like okay how is this going to work and how is that going to work and and um, we want we thought to ourselves okay what can we provide our readers that's something that they can take away that that we designed, but that isn't a thing that's gonna end up in a landfill or on one of their shelves. That's something that doesn't have to go get uh, produced in China, that's going to contribute to all of the pollution, what's something that's gonna make them creative, what's something that's going to, you know, I'm thinking, okay, this is so wonderful. They get to capture memories, they get to uh, develop a love for photography, spend more time capturing the things that they love and then making those photos look beautiful and uh, getting the same joy that I get when I take a picture of Leo or my house or even my lunch and I go, oh my gosh, look how beautiful it looks. I wanted my readers to be able to experience the same thing and then when I was when I get comments like yours and um, like the several comments we get when people use the hashtag Chili presets, I'm so proud that we're able to create something that allows people to have fun and be creative and um, capture the things that they love the most. When you have as much of an online presence as you do, I think the public can start to feel like they they really know you. And you're so open that we certainly know a lot about you. But what do you think are the biggest misconceptions that might be out there about Jillian Harris? Um, my biggest misconception, I'm sure there's a lot. Um, you know, it's funny because I, for some reason, get uncomfortable when people say, oh, like, you're perfect, and I wish I could be you, and... You know, like, I'm just, I really am just like any other human, and I hope that's why most people can relate to me, but my life doesn't come without ups and downs and bumps and bruises and heartbreaks and whatnot, and Justin and I have fights and I have insecurities, and um, I sometimes will go up on stage and say something and then beat myself up all night, and I shouldn't have said that, I shouldn't have said that, mm-hmm. and I wonder if now, uh, you know, if people think differently of me, and um, am I a good friend, and was I listening enough, and, you know, I do, I do doubt myself a lot, and so I, I have to actually thank my online presence and community. You know, my following, I, they really build me up and they really make me feel better. But it also adds a lot of pressure because you want to be perfect for everybody, but that's impossible. Because even if you think you're being perfect, like for example trying to eat less meat. I think like, oh my gosh, that's such a selfless thing to do. I'm gonna eat less meat because it's better for the animals, better for the environment. And before you know it, you have some dairy farmer that's literally calling you names because you're affecting his livelihood. And you think like, here I thought I was doing something so great, but I'm actually 
now affecting this other person's business negatively. So there is a lot of pressure, and I'm, I am um, I am somebody who is a people pleaser, and I'm constantly battling with myself of going, okay, like I'm going to make this decision to support small brands and, and Canadian brands because that's the right thing to do, but then 60% of my following is upset because now these products are too expensive because they're made here locally in Canada by hand and not in China. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you, that is, I think, a misconception that people think that I've got it all together and I'm strong and powerful and, and confident and I'm not always confident and uh, that's okay too, I guess. <laughs> So final question for you today, Jillian. I always ask my guests at the end if they have a a This Mom Loves or a favorite thing to recommend to listeners. So is there something that you've loved lately? Maybe a baby item, a beauty product, an app, anything that you could recommend? Oh, well, I definitely recommend my presets, <laughs> presets, which is a photo editing app that makes things really easy to capture your moments and make everything look beautiful, of course. Um, uh, a good bottle of rosé after the kids go to bed, um, mm-hmm. sure, can help uh, <laughs> take the edge off. Um, let me just see what else. What else can I not live without these days? Oh, my goodness. The banana coconut latte at the Fairmont in Vancouver. <laughs> what are some of my favorite things? Well, thank you so much for your time, Jillian. That was fantastic. And I will have links to all of the information everyone needs about Jillian Harris, as well as Love It or List It Vancouver, in the show notes at thismumloves.ca slash podcasts. And this is episode 22. Thank you so much for being here, Jillian. Thank you. And see everybody April 1st on HTV Canada. And that brings us to the end of this episode of This Mom Loves. Thank you, as always, to my great editor, Lucas Wojcicki, and thanks to all of you for being here. If you are so inclined, I would love if you could rate or review the podcast wherever you listen. For example, in Apple Podcasts, there's a place to give it um, between one and five stars, just one click. And if you would like, you can also leave a review. And wherever you listen to podcasts, they have their own way of doing that. But if you could take a moment, that would be very, very appreciated. And until next time, I hope you have a great week. Bye, everybody.